Hello everyone and thank you for joining me once again. I am CD Danny Mac and this is the Undisputed Future Podcast episode 23. No co-host this week guys. I'm flying solo and boy do I have a great show and a great episode of NXT to discuss. But before I cover any of that, I want to talk about something a little bit serious. Uh, Hurricane Harvey has just absolutely destroyed most of Texas, and everybody doing what they can in the relief efforts, including the independent wrestling scene. The Samoan bad boy, Noah Mendez, a good friend of mine who I just recently met working around the indie scene of SIWA, he has started a charity-based t-shirt. And it's on sale at collarandelbow.com. You could check him out on Facebook. Check out anywhere you can. Follow him. Noah Mendez is his name. He goes by the Samoan bad boy. Really nice guy. Really charitable guy. He's looking to sell some t-shirts. And he's trying to donate as much of his time as he possibly can to the Harvey Relief cause. So again, collarandelbow.com. Noah Mendez, look for his shirt, use the discount code MAHALO, and you will get not only a discount on the shirt, but he is putting all of the funds gained from this shirt to charity towards Harvey Relief, so go check that out. Noah, I appreciate the effort, I respect the support, go get him. I'm going to buy a t-shirt, I'm just, well, I got to pay rent and all that stuff first, so don't forget, keyword is Mahalo at CollarAndElbow.com. Buy the t-shirt. Donate to Harvey. It's a good cause. Get all the information from him. I'll be sure to post it all over my social media sites if you need any more information. But on to NXT action. What a week. What an explosive episode to come back from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, a historical event for the NXT brand. We have new champions up and down the board, and uh, some people are not happy with the NXT Tag Team Champions. We found Sanity to begin this episode knocked out and beaten on the outside of the parking area at the Full Sail University parking lot. We addressed that a little bit later with William Regal. Uh, he had a lot to say about it, but I'll get to that in just a matter of moments. I'm starting things off with the new NXT champion, Drew McIntyre, and I gotta say, it's a long time coming. Drew McIntyre is at the very top of a WWE brand, and he looks good with some gold around his shoulder. The Sinister Scotsman making his intentions known to Full Sail that he will be a fighting champion. And whether it's Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Bobby Roode, he is up for any challenge, and he's putting everybody in the back on notice. One person on notice of that fact is Roderick Strong, who will face Bobby Roode in the main event of tonight's episode. But Roderick Strong coming out and saying once he's done with that business with Bobby Roode, he is still coming for that NXT championship, no matter who holds it. And Drew McIntyre beating the fighting, being the fighting champion that he is, uh, he's accepting any challenges, and it's going to be a great lockup once these two meet. McIntyre definitely laying out the fact that he is looking for any challenge. He's open to any challenge. All they have to do is come out and ask him to fight. 
And that's exactly what Roddy did. Roderick Strong will be in main event action later against Bobby Roode to earn this opportunity. And that was one hell of a match. But the first match of the evening was NXT Women's Division action. We had one half of the iconic duo, Peyton Royce, who, if you've listened to me before, you know she's my personal favorite as far as in-ring ability for the iconic duo. And she's taken on Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot already scoring a victory over the second half, Billy Kay. But the one difference from this match and the Billy Kay match is this one was a lot more back and forth. A lot of equal offense, a lot of opportunistic taking by Peyton Royce, and that's exactly what you expect when you're fighting against the iconic duo. But a very back and forth matchup. Both ladies also displaying some new looks. Peyton Royce with some new hair, as well as Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot going for that half-shaved, half-long-haired thing, which I think really, really works with her character. I think it works with the punk rock persona that she's trying to display. Peyton Royce, while she does look good aesthetically, I do miss the purple. I think she wore it really well. I think it matched with her attire. I think it brought a little bit more uniqueness to her character, but... Peyton Royce is Peyton Royce. She's never going to look bad in anything, so the brown hair is going to work for now. But let's get to the in-ring action. Again, a very back-and-forth, equally matched contest between these two women, and it was hard-hitting. It was all over the place, both women really getting to show off their in-ring ability. It's really obvious to me that Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot are going to be big players in the NXT women's division moving forward. Ruby Riot with this unique look and persona and attitude. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the iconic duo. We know what kind of mischief they can always find themselves up to. And history repeats itself once again. Peyton Royce pulling on the apron towards the end of this matchup, allowing Billy Kay to yank Ruby Riot out of the ring and deliver a, and I'm going to quote Nigel McGuinness on this one, a Shades of Kane worthy big boot to Ruby Riot, and that would set up Ruby Riot tossed back into the ring and set up for the Peyton Perfect Plex, as I'm calling it, that Fisherman Suplex with the excellent bridge would secure the victory for the second half of the iconic duo. Peyton Royce picking up a huge victory tonight, evening the score between the iconic duo and Ruby Riot. This is a rivalry in women's wrestling I am very, very interested in, especially considering the kicking off of the Mae Young Classic. I really think that the NXT undercard needs a strong female rivalry right now, especially considering the doubt and the uncertainty of the NXT Women's Championship at this time, Asuka suffering a collarbone injury at the hands of Ember Moon in NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, and Karma, it's a... Well, I addressed that last week. Karma and payback to Asuka, injuring Ember Moon, and she suffers a collarbone injury. I wish the Empress of Tomorrow a speedy recovery, but unfortunately, she has vacated that NXT Women's Championship, and she will be on television next week at Full Sail University. We'll just have to see what Asuka has to say to the NXT Universe. Again, Asuka suffering an injury at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. She has neutralized and vacated the NXT Women's Championship, but the Empress of Tomorrow remains undefeated.
Now, of course, this is going to lead to speculation of when is Asuka getting called up. Something I have been wondering since last year. I think this is the most opportune time after next week to get Asuka up to Raw or SmackDown. I would like to see her go to SmackDown because a Charlotte versus Asuka match is main event material. Those two ladies can tear the house down any arena they pack. And I want to see it. I want to see Asuka go to SmackDown Live. But let's move back to the NXT Women's Championship landscape. A huge win for Peyton Royce definitely opens things up a little bit more when it comes to the number one contender. Peyton Royce trying to secure her spot. Billy Kay by her side. There's really nothing those two can't do as a unit. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot's still fighting with the iconic duo. I think that rivalry, again, is very very important. I don't know where the NXT Women's Championship is going. I don't know if it's going to the winner of the Mae Young Classic. I think it needs to be decided at a current NXT Women's Superstar. I don't think somebody brought in from this tournament should earn an opportunity immediately. I think she should definitely be in contention though, whoever the winner may be, and I think she should face a seasoned NXT veteran in the division such as Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Ember Moon. There's a lot of ladies who have been vying for an opportunity at that title while Asuka has held it, and while some of them are unsuccessful, they are championship contenders, and they did earn that spot to challenge Asuka initially. I think those ladies need to earn that same thing through the current class of NXT women. I don't think it would be right to just award the tournament winner that championship. But I do think the tournament winner should play a significant role in who gets it next. Give me your thoughts, though, everybody. What is next in the NXT Women's Division at podcast underscore UF? Please tweet at me and give me your thoughts. I am always up for conversation. No matter where I am, I will always talk about the future of NXT. The future of NXT is leading right into Cassius Ono's rematch with Hideo Itami. Cassius Ono getting a chance to speak to William Regal while William Regal was addressing Christy St. Cloud about the unfortunate, vicious attack that happened to Sanity at the beginning of this episode. Cassius Ono addressing William Regal and asking for a rematch with Hideo Itami, which he will get under no disqualification rules. That match next week. That has main event written all over it. Cassius Ono versus Hideo Itami. No disqualification. Moving back to tag team action though, not the tag team champions, but former contenders for those championships. Heavy Machinery, once again in action at Full Sail, taking on... Oh, I need to take down these guys' names. They weren't even in the ring for that long. Uh, Damian Ewheel and Edwin Negron taking on Heavy Machinery, Otis Dozovic, the Bulldozer, and Tucker Knight, the Tucker Train. And these guys, just as big, just as fun, just as charismatic as ever. Even some new ring attire, which uh, I personally enjoyed. I think it works with the, uh, the caution theme. Not really much to say about their opponents in this one, but Edwin and Damian definitely getting a sizable challenge in Otis and Tucker, but... Otis and Tucker, heavy machinery, just were too much power, too much size, and too much strength for them to handle. 
Heavy Machinery picking up a huge win, a squash with the compactor would pin not only the legal man, but just for safe measure, Otis Dozovic pinning both men at the end of this contest. Heavy Machinery proving that they are still a force to be reckoned with in the NXT Tag Team Division. NXT Tag Team Division, it's it's up in the air right now, just as everything is. That's why I love this post-takeover atmosphere. Where is the division anywhere going? Uh, Heavy Machinery definitely earning a spot at the top of the food chain. They're hungry, steaks and weights all day. But what happens to the tag team champions? Do they want redemption against Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish? Absolutely. But they can't forget about the other teams. Authors of Pain presumably still want their rematch. Heavy Machinery proving that they're willing to steamroll through anybody in the division. There's a lot of questions in each division, but we know how much Sanity wants to get their hands on this stable of dishonor, as my co-host Nikki Six put it last week, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole. We'll see what happens in the tag team championship picture a little bit later on in the future, but right now, Heavy Machinery continuing their dominance in NXT. Somebody not getting along in the NXT tag team division? Well, that's Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan meeting with William Regal to discuss his past behavior, how he's taken out three of his tag team partners, so he will be facing three opponents in a three-on-one handicap scenario next week, and I think this is the start of Lars Sullivan really breaking out as a single star in NXT. I think NXT needs that big, brooding, monster figure, and Lars Sullivan fits that bill. I can't wait to see him be a one-man tag team next week and take on these three competitors, who I assume are going to be the three guys who he absolutely decimated after teaming with them. I wonder which guy is going to be willing to start this matchup against Lars Sullivan, but that's another action-packed match for next week. Lars Sullivan in three-on-one handicap action. The resident monster of NXT is looking to tear through some competition. Another big match announced for next week. Cesar Banani will once again take on Andrade Cien Almas. Cesar Banani holds a win over Andrade, but this was before the influence of the beautiful and crafty Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega just inspiring this fire in Andrade Cien Almas, working with strategy, able to secure the victory over Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. I really think this is the advent of a new Andrade Cien Almas. I think Zelina Vega, by his side, is doing nothing but good for his career. I can't wait to see where this goes and how this rematch takes place next week. Cesar Banani, the big boxing Brazilian, takes on 100 Andrade Cien Almas, accompanied by the beautiful Zelina Vega. That's next week. Next week shaping up to be one hell of an NXT episode, this post-Brooklyn hype, it's up, man. It's really, it's up. I can't wait. I love this post-takeover atmosphere. We're seeing new stars get their chance. We're seeing new call-ups, such as the glorious Bobby Roode making an appearance on SmackDown Live. The NXT landscape is changing, and it's opening up a lot of opportunities for the future of WWE.
Let's talk about Bobby Roode, though, because it is main event time. Bobby Roode takes on Roderick Strong, the glorious one, versus the Messiah of the Backbreaker, an absolutely blood feud at this point. Roderick Strong has said it himself. He did not care who walked out of TakeOver Brooklyn 3 as champion. He wanted to get his hands on Bobby Roode for all of the actions of disrespect and the words towards Roderick Strong's family. This was about so much more than gold for Roddy. So this was a big matchup and it delivered. An absolute classic main event on NXT television for the... I don't know, how many weeks are we in 2017? Because every single NXT television main event has stolen the show. And again, if you guys are just watching TakeOvers, don't. Tune into NXT TV. It's on the network. It's on Hulu now, which I recently discovered. Your most recent episodes of NXT are available on Hulu. So there's multiple platforms to watch the regularly scheduled episodes. There's really no excuse. Two streaming services. Go check it out. Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode, absolutely glorious main event, a great send-off for Bobby Roode on NXT television, assuming this is his last match. But I do want to talk about the in-ring action and the out-of-ring action because this match was all over the place. Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong taking it to one another, Bobby Roode with his usual trash-talking antics, but Roderick Strong not letting any of that get to him. Roddy knew what he was out there to do, and that was to redeem the respect of his family. His fiance's watching. I'm sure his son was watching. Roddy Strong picking up a huge victory over Bobby Roode tonight. But it did not come without some adversity. I want to talk about some of the insanely hard-hitting spots in this matchup. The first one that stuck out to me is, once again, another huge backbreaker by Roderick Strong. That was just one of many modifications to it. Bobby Roode hitting a huge, glorious spine buster on Roderick Strong. Each move would set up the relentless attack on each other's lower back throughout this matchup. Really, really great back and forth. It was just as good if not better than their 400th episode of NXT championship matchup, Roderick Strong really proven that he's out there to fight and how much heart he truly has. A major callback to their NXT championship match as well. Roderick Strong being hit with a huge hang time, glorious DDT, but Roddy being the ring veteran he is, able to produce the wherewithal to roll himself over to the rope, and much like Rude did to cost Roddy the championship at episode 400, Roderick Strong breaking up the three count and not quitting in this matchup, not getting pins there, and I thought it was a great callback. I thought this match was storytelling at its absolute finest, which leads me to the end spot. After a huge superplex by Roderick Strong, Roddy would continue a relentless assault with knee after knee after high knee after knee to the face, setting up Bobby Roode for the first ends of heartbreak. That's the suplex to backbreaker maneuver that Roderick Strong does. Absolutely gorgeous looking move. But that was only the first one. Roderick Strong picking up a groggy Bobby Roode, lifting him to his feet, almost like you would do an opponent in a WWE 2K game. And I thought this was a beautiful piece of storytelling. Roddy blowing a kiss 
to the glorious one before executing a second end of heartache to Bobby Roode and getting the one, two, three huge victory for Strong, putting the past behind him and putting the future in his sights. Drew McIntyre coming out to greet the successful Strong and holding up that NXT championship and saying, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to fight. But that would be short-lived. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly with another relentless assault on Drew McIntyre. A big DDT headfirst by Cole to McIntyre. Beating up security guards. These guys were just running roughshod all over the end of the main event on NXT. Now these guys are coming in and claiming it's their NXT. Well, I got news for you, fellas. You gotta go through some pretty strong NXT veterans to make it your NXT. Drew McIntyre fought hard for that championship to secure the NXT universe, their NXT, and Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, this stable of dishonor is just not gonna have an easy path to that championship. They're blindsiding. They're crafty. I will give them that. They they won't tell you when they're going to attack. They won't tell you who they're going to attack. But you know they're coming. They're mean. They're guys who want to make a point into NXT. They want to come in swinging. And so far they have. But again, they have to go through some heavy competition to secure spots at the top of the chain in NXT. Coming out of all this, what I want to see, I want to see Drew McIntyre and Sanity reluctantly, but joining forces against this stable. I would love to see Eric Young and Drew McIntyre just share a look and then glare off at those guys. Uh, some sort of combination of McIntyre teaming with Eric Young, Killian Dane, or Alexander Wolf. Any of those two guys teaming with the Scotsman would be it would be a great team. I want to see it. I want to see all six of those guys lock up. I think that's a future takeover match. I would love to see it on NXT television, but I think that match is big enough for NXT takeover. What is next for McIntyre? Is Roderick Strong coming first, or is he going to settle this beef with Adam Cole and his boys first? Is Roderick Strong going to join the fight with McIntyre before his title match to prove that this is their NXT not these outsiders. What happens to Bobby Roode? I think Bobby Roode's time on NXT television is done. But if you want tickets to the NXT glorious one, Bobby Roode's farewell tour, I'm sure they're up and running. I know there's a few tickets going for Canada and Rochester. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what I could do about getting to the upstate New York show. But that's quite a hike. What do you guys think is next for McIntyre, Sanity, and this New stable of dishonor, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Give me your thoughts on any form of social media at podcast underscore UF. Once again, is the Twitter. I think it's going to be great. I love to see Adam Cole. I'm already loving what he's doing in NXT. I think he has top heel potential, but the guy is going to get cheered. He's going to get cheered. It's just the way it is. He's a huge name on the independent circuit. A three-time ROH champion. They're going to have to do some really clever booking to get this guy booed. But Bobby Roode was able to turn the audience against him for the most part. So Adam Cole, given the amount of skill that guy has, and from what I see, I think uh, 
I think he's got the potential to do it. I think NXT is going to need a top heel with the absence of Bobby Roode coming soon. And I think if properly scripted, Adam Cole is your guy. He already has that look, that snarl, that that that, that smirk. I already want to punch him for what he's doing for Drew McIntyre and coming in and claiming it's his NXT. So the heel effect is working on me, but I know for a fact it's not working on 50% of Full Sail University. That much is for sure. Adam Cole, baby, is one hell of an athlete. He's one hell of a champion. It's going to be great to see him on NXT television week after week. Fish and O'Reilly as well. I'm impressed from what I've seen by them, especially in their outings against Aleister Black on their NXT debuts. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. I can't wait to see these guys again, but I'm just hoping it's not for another blindsiding, vicious assault. To sum up the main event, Roderick Strong successful. McIntyre proving he's a fighting champion, but Fish, O'Reilly, Cole, getting the last laugh on NXT television, and an irate William Regal looking on in the distance. Bit of a shorter episode here tonight, guys, but that about does it for me. I am CD Danny Mac. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in to me on all forms of social media, at podcast underscore UF, like I just said, is the Twitter, at Undisputed Future Podcast is the Instagram, all one word, Undisputed Future Podcast, we are on Facebook, and also SoundCloud and iTunes are your main hubs of tuning in so far. I'm looking for other outlets. I'm looking to start a YouTube channel. If anybody else has any ideas, please feel free to email, tweet at me, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm always looking to expand, and any ideas by NXT fans are more than welcome. I'm going to take this opportunity to thank Thoughts on Wrestling Podcast and from the Top Rope Top Rope Podcast. I'm not sure about your name right now, guys. I'm I'm honestly sorry, but Zach and Sean, thank you. Thank you to the guys over at Thoughts on Wrestling, Stevie G and Jay. I had a blast on the post and pre-shows respectively. Go check them out on Twitter at Top Rope Pod and at T O W Podcast. Great guys, really good insight. The Thoughts on Wrestling guys seem to know every professional wrestler's birthday, so that's an interesting tidbit of information. Really good podcasts. Go check them out right after you're done listening to me, which is now. That wraps up for me here, guys. Episode 23 of the Undisputed Future Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am CD Danny Mac. I will talk to you soon. Have a great week, and don't forget to eat your steaks and lift your weights. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.